Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Anchor.com, the AnchorFM.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, living room, bathroom, bedroom, any room your heart so desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. On this episode, I'm going to talk about a band that I really dug in the late 80s and they hit their primary peak up to about the early 90s. They had a lot going on. Um, They were definitely one of those bands that they were getting your attention. Um, They were old-fashioned rock and roll with the edge and attitude and a bad boy persona. Uh, Just a lot of interesting dysfunction, but yet it worked. It was chaotic, but it worked. They had a very distinctive way of just kind of putting things down and just kind of like blending and you know they just had a very distinctive uh vibe and aura about them and for a while they were the most happening band rock band it is and then you know self-destruction took over and you know it's kind of like a footnote but that window that they had they definitely left an impression and their lead singer was a very complicated cat uh, certain things worked, certain things didn't. But the music that they were able to produce for a window definitely left an impression and definitely um, had its place. And they definitely were um, a very respected act, you know, very distinctive act. The name of the band is Guns N' Roses. And, of course, if you uh, remember back in the day for the first few records, they were definitely very distinctive and was hitting on all cylinders. Axel Rose, the lead singer, uh, piano player, musician, uh, was definitely front end. It was a very interesting ride when you think about some of those songs and how they came out. One of those songs was uh, that was really big was Sweet Child of Mine, and it was uh, like his ode to the blues. One thing about Axel Rose is almost like he was like a reminder of when you listen to the blues back in the day he had that he had that hard edge to him and it definitely was like something that he traveled through that in his music and his cadence it was like something that you could definitely uh you know you picked up on what he was doing as an artist and uh Guns N' Roses had that certain type of edge and vibe to them because they weren't you know they was an LA band they weren't like that glam band they weren't that hair band and they were interesting because they fit in between both worlds of what I would say the what the Seattle sound was about to become. And then they were like a throwback to doing a bit over the top to what was trading place in the 70s. So they kind of had their foot in both lanes. But it was an interesting mix of how their music came together. But uh, Sweet Child of Mine definitely had an edge to it. Uh, it was a catchy chorus. And it was, a, and it was one of those songs that kind of caught on. So it was one of those big ones. Um, the next song was Paradise City, talking about the scene in L.A., talking about life, and it was a fast lane, tumultuous, and a lot of things that were going on, and you definitely uh, picked up the vibe and the narration. Axl Rose was definitely busy, and he was kind of like trying to throw darts and kind of connect so many different things and layers and time and how the music and everything was coming together, and it was a very... Um, no, it's like one of those scenes that was very compelling how you, you know, you kind of like took all this in, you digested all that in, and it just kind of was like an interesting roller coaster ride. And what was he going to say? What was he going to do? How, how was he going to feel? And what was he going to play? So, um, very distinctive uh, musicality, very distinctive attitude, just 
you know, one of those situations where you were just kind of like, wow, this is, uh, you know, a lot of energy, a lot of attitude, a lot of action. So that was definitely there. The next song that I dug was You Could Be Mine. And this was used, uh, Robocop was on a Schwarzenegger. It was a big song for the soundtrack. The drums were very loud. The groove was very loud. Um, Axel definitely had this burst of energy, definitely had this attitude, this angst, and it all came to fruition. It was one of those things that just poured and it left you with a, uh, it was a sonic blast. It was definitely something that you just, you felt an eruption. And that's one of the ways that he came about and how he was able to connect uh, with said audience, you know. And and again, when you're listening to uh, the production and the music and so on and so forth, it definitely has a way of life about it. It definitely, uh, uh, you know, you know, it was just something that it left a interesting blast, and it was just very, very telling, and you know, so it was. Um, you know, it was really, it was really felt, and it was a, it was a hard edge to it, so that was really tight. Uh, the next cut that I definitely like was "Don't Cry." Uh, I like the, the, the tone of it, I like the feel of it. Um, I like the way it kind of like, you know, it works itself. It kind of has its melodic, you know, that melodramatic, and then it kind of just explodes. So I thought it was really. You know, a, a really happening cut. Um, like the way the vocals were, like the way they kind of just expressed itself, and it just was really had a real honest rawness about it. You know, he was vulnerable. You didn't know if he was on the spectrum. You really didn't know what to tell with Axel, and it's just like one of those situations where it just kind of just erupted. And that's kind of how he had this manic depressive type of thing going. But the music build up and his words and the tone. And that's one of the things that got them over so well because it was this frantic energy and pacing that worked like a charm. You know, one thing I'm going to say about Axl Rose, he was almost, I would say, like a precursor of a, vocal, of, a, of a singing version of Eminem, if you think about it. It's a lot of his on-the-edge persona and everything. It was one of those things that triggered and got that adrenaline rush. So that was one of the things about them, but that's one of the things that worked with that. And this song was definitely a reflection of that. Next song was their cover of Live and Let Die. It was a cover of Paul McCartney and Wings. And it was another frantic arrangement. Um, and Guns N' Roses did a cover on this on the Usual Illusion 2. Um, and it was another catchy song. You know, he was able to channel that energy. And it was it worked out real well for his vocals and his style. It complemented the range and everything. So that was a real, you know, one of those songs that definitely had an edge to it and it was definitely catchy and it was on point the next song was yesterday's and this was like a reflector song it's almost like even though they were still early in their careers and whatnot you could almost tell that he's reflecting on how things seemed a lot simpler and before things took all where they went ego and chaos and conflict took over uh you definitely got the vibe with the song so this was definitely um you know a song that was reflective and uh you know, um, one of them songs that it was the production and the arrangement definitely complemented everything, and it was a it was a, a well produced track. And that's one of the things about it when Guns N' Roses was in their prime and peak, they was getting the material, and the balance of the material was definitely complementing the different influences and the stylings, and it was everything, and it worked out really, really well. It was a very strong, very strong song. So I thought that was tight. 
Uh, the next song I dug was November Rain. And this song to me was like Queen meets Elton John. It had all the melodramatics, all the angst and anxieties and overindulgences, but it was a, a, a strong compliment. I liked the guitar build up that Slash did. The middle stands, I liked the build up and the drama intensity. It's like one of those songs that you felt so much going on. And, um, you know, at that particular time, Guns N' Roses can do no wrong musically and sonically. They were just on a on a mission to create a certain atmosphere and element. And um, this song definitely landed in its place and spot. So I really dug the attitude, the aggression, the, the strength of it. And it was definitely a compelling song. And they definitely kept showing musical growth for a while. Like I said before, for those few years, Guns N' Roses was definitely one of those bands on the pulse of what was happening. In spite of what was happening coming musically, they had their place. And the last song that I dug by Guns N' Roses was Welcome to the Jungle. This one had, it, it really felt like a chaotic mess, which worked. Uh, it was reflective of the world and society and, you know, trying to get in where you fit in. And it was a very energetic, bombastic, bombastic uh, exclamation point of what life was like and what's happening. And I thought this song really captured their existence in the bubble of life and in their music. You know, they were, um, you know, really creating a certain type of atmosphere and a, and a vibe which took hold and took shape. And like I said before, you know, that window of those hits were very big and they definitely had an impact. And, uh, you know, one of the most important bands that emerged over the last 30 plus years. And, and controversial, and however you look at it, they had their impact. Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for another. And please feel free to tell me your favorite Guns N' Roses songs, live performances, videos, or albums. And just because a song or album is older does not mean you can't find something new in it because Guns N' Roses definitely had an impact and they definitely left a, a name. Keep it funky, keep it on the one. Be safe, be careful out there. And if you get a chance, check out some of Guns N' Roses' uh, early album projects and also Slash and stuff. This was a pretty important band for their day and time. And they made an impact. All right, till next time, we'll catch you. Peace.